Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. Hello. Have I made a weird atmosphere? Because you went to me. Are you in a bad mood? <laughs> I said, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm not in a bad mood. I'm not in a bad mood. I would say about 15% of my marriage is us checking in on each other's moods. Sorry, I don't you think it's just 15%? <laughs> I would say it's 80%. The time I spend with you two. One of you goes, are you in a bad mood? No. Are you in a bad mood? <laughs> It's like your number one topic of conversation. <laughs> I think it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, like Sarah's hair. Then Oh, okay. Sarah's hair. <laughs> right. And then... Um, Is it her talking about her hair or you talking about her hair? Oh, I, I never mention it. Good. And I try and close it down. Good, good, good. But she has many neuroses about it. Mm. And and then it's checking in whether we're in a good mood or not. Okay. And, and, and usually she's checking if I'm in a good mood because I'm... Really, I'm just sitting there thinking, please stop talking about your hair. <laughs> Can we just talk about moods instead? Yeah. But you're all right, are you? I'm totally fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, been to two parties. Oh. And? Well, what, what do you, what, what do you tell, think I'm going to say? What do you think I'm going to say? Tell me everything. What do you think I'm going to say? Do you know, actually, once you get out, you actually have a really good time if you go to a party. Really? I'm not going to say that, no. Of course not. So no. why are you going to say that? Well, the the two parties were one was here, here your own house your yes. house party you didn't invite me to a house party it wasn't my party oh okay it was Sarah's party well, I'll speak to her about it then do um it was for Thanksgiving okay and I moaned quite a lot and at some point she did say well you can just go upstairs and do your editing if you want and I'll <laughs> pretend that you're not in. Do your editing, your little editing that you like doing, your little hobby of editing. editing. But um, I thought I I don't really want to be skulking around in the in the loft in the attic. Do you know? It's a a weird memory. So when Sarah and I were first courting, she lived in an apartment in New York, and I'd go over and visit her. But she wouldn't clear her work schedule for the week. She got to she got to eat. Mm -hmm. She got to eat. Um. And part of her job back then was teaching night classes in writing. Oh, yeah. Some of which happened in a house. Mm -hmm. And she was so paranoid about any of her students ever seeing me (laughs) that she used to shut me in a bedroom and then um, close the door between the bedroom and the room where they all were. Mm. 
And she used to give me a vase if I needed to urinate and snacks for sustenance until they were all gone. I wasn't to make a noise and I think it would have been all over if I'd ever um, allowed them to see me. I was hidden away. Like the Phantom of the Opera, was he hidden away? Yeah, did that make you feel like insecure? Like that she, for some reason she didn't want you to meet them? Did she think he looked unprofessional? I think she thought he looked unprofessional, unprofessional but there, there was... There was quite a lot about those night classes that were probably quite unprofessional. Like a, a toilet that doesn't flush properly. <laughs> I used to be forever blushing, bro, uh, blocking that toilet. Oh, right. Nice. And that wasn't just me. It was right. it was other people too. Oh, nice. I told you, um, I think the first time I ever went and stayed with her, I popped to the lavatory just before I was going to the airport. So, you know, so much so that there, there was a taxi waiting outside. Mm. Did my business. Mm. Blocked the loo. Went into a panic because I'm going to miss my flight here. Listen to this. Mm. She said, "Don't worry, I'll sort it out." Oh wow! Yeah, isn't that that's that's how I knew that she was the one. Yeah, that she was willing to oh. put a carrier bag over her hand and. Oh, is that what she did? Oh my god! I think that was her usual. I think that was oh, the only way that she would whoa. deal with that. Um, so, so, so um, she had this fire escape. Is this related? Or yes. It, oh, shall okay, go on. <laughs> Directly outside her apartment, it was like third floor or something, yeah. and um, she would quite often block up the toilet. This is her, not me. Hmm. Solve the problem with the carrier bag, a bit like when you're out scooping up a dog's yeah, yeah, mess. Yeah. Tie a little knot in it, and then put it out. <gasps> on the fire escape oh. until she was next going down to the ground floor, at, <laughs> at which point she'd put it in a dustbin. Okay. And I think one night she was teaching one of these classes in a house and somebody went out onto the fire escape <laughs> no. to vape or whatever. No, no. And their heel went through one of these bags. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, but I've domesticated her. That is so <laughs> like Henry Higgins. She's so never bad. she she the, the, and she was worried about having an Englishman in the house. I know she had. I'm not worried about little bags of my own stools. No, arranged on the fire escape. Whoa, yeah. But you're so hideous. I don't want anyone to see you. Wow, that must hurt. Mm. And do you know what? I think reflects very well on her. Hmm. She would have no qualms at all about me sitting here telling these stories. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'd be mortified about the poo on the balcony, but what fire you, escape. What know. would you do in the same situation, though? What would I Hurl do? it. Hurl it off the fire escape. I'd maybe go and take it out straight away. I don't know. I think that's, that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No judgment, though. No, no, judgment. no. no. Um, anyway, that, mm. took, that took a turn, Ooh, didn't it? Yeah. What were we talking about? Two parties. From? Oh, yeah, two parties. There's a party here. You had a house party. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I also had a dear friend's 50th birthday party to oh, go to. Oh, yes, so, yes. So with the house party, hmm. <laughs> I was given a list of... I think when she said you can go upstairs and do your editing, by the way, it was one of those where she she says I can go upstairs and do my editing, but the subtext was you can't go upstairs and do your editing. You you have to be like a grown-up and come and sit with these people in our kitchen, mm-hmm. which is what I did. Okay. But um, she was very busy titivating around and preparing for it and at some point during the day i was dispatched to the shops to pick up some ingredients and bits and pieces mm-hmm. um, from a few different shops but i started 
with our lo local supermarket in which I was buying myself um, some bottles of that hipster cola that I like. Mm -hmm. Now, I think I mentioned on the podcast before, because I can't have a drink drink on account of my alcoholism slash sobriety, um, I, I really like a fun cola that isn't made by Coke or Pepsi. Mm -hmm. And I seek them out. And this shop near me, I, I love them. They're, they're, they're from Germany. Okay. And they've got two little faces on them. Maybe two members of Kraftwerk. I don't know who they are. <laughs> and uh, I, I buy many bottles at a time mm -hmm. because it turns out it's not just me who likes this stuff, which I think reflects poorly on my neighbourhood. Oh. They sell out of this stuff quite quickly. It's very popular, okay. So I tend to go in and buy between six and eight bottles at a time, mm -hmm. depending on um, how much of the stuff I've got in my bag. And how many parties you're going to. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, as it turns out. So I'm in there, and I put six of these things in the basket, mm. and then I'll pick another couple of things up in that shop and then go on to the other two or three shops that I need to go to. At which point, one of the people who works there comes over and says, why don't you buy a box? Okay. I said, oh, it's, it's a lot to carry. A box has 24 bottles in mm, it. Mm, mm. He says, do you live far away? I said, no, not, not really, but it's, it's still a lot to carry. I wonder if, if you're a manly man <laughs> or a person of normal strength, mm. Whether the prospect of walking home with a box of twenty-four bottles of something mm. isn't that daunting? Mm, mm, but it was. To but you. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, how do you feel about it? Oh, no, I think it would, I would make my arms tired. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. So he says it's no problem. I'll come with you and carry them for you. You're joking? No. Oh my god! How does that make you feel? Well. Emasculated, yeah. initially. Yeah. And then I say, no, 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 please. And he's, no, I insist. And not only that, I'll give you a 10% discount. What was going on here? I don't know. Is he on commission? I don't know what's going on here. Oh. But the, the point is this, that I'm now in this position <laughs> where I've told him that the only reason that I don't want to buy a box of 24 bottles mm. of cola is that it's too heavy for me. Mm. What I haven't mentioned is I've got a few other places to go to and run errands. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. And he's backed me into a corner. Mm. What with his offer? He's 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 given me the carrot yeah. of a 10% discount. And he's taken away the only obstacle, which I've said is I'm too weak to carry them. And is he going to want tipping? Maybe they want that 10% well, as a tip. So. I have to. The, 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 do you do it? Yeah, I, I try and wheedle out of it. I say, "Oh, maybe I, can, I, I think I can probably carry those, even though I know it'll take me an hour because I have to keep stopping every five <laughs> meters." But he says, "No, no, I insist." So, and I even say, "I could take one of these. They've got little trolley trolley baskets." I say, "I could take one of these and bring it back later." He said, "No, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll come with you." God, he's very insistent. He's very insistent. Mm. It's it's nice. Mm, mm. But then I find myself having to walk the eight or nine minute oh, like walk little, to my house. Little slave binds. With with a stranger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. It's like he's your boy. Yes, it is it is like that. It is like that. And I'm sorry to say it's the so I am sorry to say the uncomfortable thing, but there's a, an ethnicity component to oh. it which only which oh, you is, know, only makes it feel more like that. This is like I'm some so entitled bad. 
colon I don't know, colonial, I don't know what. But Please tell me you weren't wearing a cloak. You're wearing a cloak. <laughs> I was wearing a linen suit. <laughs> I had a copy of the Telegraph under one arm. Oh, yeah. Oh. So that's bad. It's so bad. After make small talk with him. Oh God. He's talking about the cost of living. I'm buying twenty four bottles of Coke <laughs> and having somebody carry them for me. I mean it's just it's just terrible. And then, of course, I can't go into any of the shops that I'd planned on going no. to. So I can't say, oh, oh, can we just stop at Iceland? <laughs> I'm just going to go in. Just pop into Savers. Would you mind? Yeah. You can my dry cleaning for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> While you're here. So oh. so then then we get back to, um, get we get here. Mm. And I'm hissing at Sarah as I open the door. Have you got five pounds in your, oh, God. In your wallet? Yeah, yeah. Which, which would have more than wiped out the 10% discount. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I try and give him five pounds and he won't take it. Oh, he just sounds so nice. He says, pray for me. Oh, did you? Jeff, I don't know if he's tuned in. Well, he might have. No, I didn't know. You need to do that. But what if it enrages... He didn't say which God. Mm. And if I just pray to God. Oh, right. Like maybe it'd enrage him that a heathen like me. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to risk that. No. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I think if anything, it'd count against him if I prayed for him. Mm-mm. But what if next time I see him, he says, did you pray for me? <laughs> what should I say? Yes, obviously. But did I ask for anything specific? A speedboat? Oh. I mean, what? <laughs> So that was that. That was party. And, the, wow. and then I actually don't have anything to say interesting about the Thanksgiving party. It went off without a hitch. Okay. Apart from, actually, mm. I was better company than I usually am. Why? Right. All that, all that Coke. <laughs> so Sarah is talking about the dishes that she's put out on the table. Yeah. I don't know, six or eight people there. And she describes one of the dishes as being Indian-inspired. Right. So these Brussels sprouts are Indian-inspired. <laughs> And then I kind of laugh at her oh. and start saying, inspired, like she didn't just get out of an Indian cookbook. <laughs> like, it's, they're out of Mira Soda's India Every Day or whatever it is. Was this on your travels? Mm. Like when you were in, and everybody was loving it and joining in oh. with the mockery. Oh. And she was, you know, she had a good sense of humour about it. Yeah. So it went very well. Okay, good. Because I, I um, berated and humiliated her for using the phrase Indian inspired. <laughs> So, so that was really so that the highlight. Was a, that, that was a highlight, yeah. and then, um, and then the 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 other party. Um, don't really have anything to say about it, other than the thing I always say to people is, your party gains nothing from me being at it, and it's it's possible that I am uh, a, a drain on the party. I'm, uh, it's, there's like a negative energy coming emanating from one side of the room, right? And I, th- I think that might have been true. Okay. The only good thing that happened really was somebody had a dog and I got to hold it because it was a dog that liked being held. Oh. got to hold it for, I would say, between 35 and 40 minutes. Oh, lovely. I looked like Bob Carroll G's. Oh. It looked, to the extent that people were asking if it was with my real arm. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd been holding this dog that long. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I said to Sarah on the way there, why don't you tell, if we get talking to anybody, tell them about the Thanksgiving menu and how you made an Indian-inspired dish and I'll do the thing again. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to repeat your glory. But she wouldn't. No, very She should have done, though. No, she shouldn't have done. I think she was in a mood. Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sure you can. About her hair. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, Annabelle, let's hear from uh, from the Drifters this week then. We have one email from someone that we have not heard from in a while and I was very excited to receive it. It's Lee Jackson. Lee Jackson! He's back. Back in town. Where you been at, Lee? Yeah. Are you on shore leave? Have you joined the uh, joined the Navy? Maybe. Maybe say. he's joined the Foreign Legion and run away. Ah. If so, mm. hope the, uh, the, uh, the higher-ups in the Foreign Legion are tuned into this podcast. <laughs> Won't be happy about a deserter, will they? <laughs> he writes... At some point this year, we enjoyed a wee plummet into drifter stories of old. And while I can't compete with the from memory vintage story from the 1960s, (laughs) I would like to drag you kicking and screaming back to the UK in the 1970s. I was nine years old and a Cub Scout. I've no idea why I didn't enjoy it, didn't want to be there and hated most of the people involved. But much the same as the recorder group, athletics team, guitar group, N20 dance club, craft club. I was deposited at these events weekly. Too much of a mini drifter to complain. I think the core issue was I didn't like other children. Even the Saturday morning trip to the Odeon Children's Cinema Club was ruined by the Odeon being full of children. We eventually stopped going as the rough kids would sit at the back and lob conkers at the so-called posh kids sitting at the front. But which I mean, I don't mean shelled brown shiny conkers, but conkers with their spiked medieval casing still on. <laughs> However... <laughs> anybody described conkers as medieval before now. But I know what he means. I know exactly what he means. It's also a very specific time of year that I Mm. think this would be a problem. Yeah, true, true. (laughs) However, I would have happily pushed conker shells into my eyes if it meant an end to the dreaded ordeal that was Cubs. But with my little trap tightly shut, I suffered and went for years. The only part of Cubs that was potentially exciting was the promise of Cuffly Camp. This usually clashed with our family holiday, but in 1979, my parents decided I could go and they would take the opportunity to go somewhere nice without the crippling baggage of taking me anywhere. The only reference I had to camps were the amazing summer camps you saw in American movies, all creating Native American headdresses, toasting marshmallows, braiding each other's hair, telling ghost stories, trekking through lush woodland looking for bear tracks. Cuffley Camp, just outside North London, was unsurprisingly not like this. I added this experience to the many occasions where my little head would create a dreamscape fantasy situation, only to have it dropped into the giant cow pat of reality when I witnessed it firsthand. The initial farcical detail about Cuffley Camp was it was a 10-minute drive from our house. A fact my dad joked about on arrival to the cub leader. My dad, and a man so alarmingly cheerful and friendly he could leave people baffled, was telling the cub leader he had jet lag from the journey. And I vividly remember the leader forcing a smile, but suddenly glaring at me in disdain as I unloaded my bedding from the car, which was not the recommended sleeping bag, but a then named Continental Quilt, which might have been vaguely acceptable had it not been in a Paddington Bear duvet cover. (laughs) The cub leader was a scary, red-faced, ex-army sort of man, a thousand miles away from the Arcala and Baloo leaders who were lovely, fragrant, kind ladies. The red-faced man possibly had reason not to like me, as during the previous year we had a Halloween party. And I wasn't sure it, being a party, if we had to wear the full cub uniform. So after much agonising, I wore the jumper, but no cap or neck scarf. 
The red-faced man immediately saw me and started screaming, where is your woggle? Where is your woggle? And I, using a line I'd heard in a comedy or possibly a carry-on film, said, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> I had no idea of the smutty connotations of my quip or how creepy this must have been coming from the mouth of a nine-year-old boy to a full-grown man. So... I battled through the Cuffley camp experience, no bear tracks, no marshmallows, but plenty of drizzle, watery scrambled egg and the red-faced man using a week in a bit of muddy woodland in the outskirts of North London as possibly his dreamscape, creating a full-on military fantasy. The only glimmer of excitement was on the final night each cub troop would be invited to perform at the Grand Bonfire Jamboree. I clearly never learn and immediately was seeing spotlights, fireworks, a sort of rustic inauguration in which I could insert myself as a key player. In a fleeting millisecond of self-confidence, I volunteered to star in our performance. I had to fight hard for the role, by which I mean my 28 opponents looked completely indifferent and I was the only one to raise his hand. The performance was the old fireside classic and now extremely problematic Founder Peanut. The troupe would sing the song and I would mime the actions. I actually just had to Google the lyrics as I couldn't believe they were actually correct for memory. In short, I had to mime finding a peanut, eating said peanut and dying as the peanut was rotten. It was clearly the days before allergies were taken seriously. I can't imagine the reception of informing a 1970s dinner lady you had a nut allergy. She would have probably muttered, move along your fussy bugger and spooned some strawberry custard onto your nutty pudding. We did a few rehearsals and soon the evening was with us. It was showtime. We trekked to the grand-sounding amphitheatre where a bonfire was lit and the performances were to take place. However, when we entered the space, it delivered in its predictably grim realness. A lacklustre fire, dank log to sit on and most chillingly, an entire audience of horrible boys, each troop seemingly teamed with their own version of the red-faced man. We were regularly sold on the albeit creepy idea of the Cub Scout Brotherhood. We were an international supported network. We even had our own handshake. But all I thought as I sat down on a damned stump was, thank God it's not conquer season. <laughs> Eventually, the first troop was led to the theatrical gallows and was greeted by hundreds of Cub hand singles, signals. Not the dib, 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 two fingers to the temple sign, but that small collection of other hand gestures favoured by young boys. <laughs> It was epically clear to me normal levels of normal levels of confidence were restored, i.e. zero. Called my agent. I had to get out of this performance at any cost. I knew I had to act fast, as we could be called to come called upon to perform at any moment. As a nine-year-old, I pondered my options. A sore tummy was the obvious go-to, but as I was about to mime dying from a toxic nut, it could be argued that this could have been an advantage. I glanced at the profile of the angry red man sat next to the lovely blue lady. I had to pull something dramatic out of the bag and suddenly I had a flash of misguided inspiration. I was sharing a tent with a boy called Greg who had a disorder that I'd first learnt about this camp. He had asthma. I knew it was respiratory in some way, as when Greg was asleep, it was like sharing a tent with a pipe-smoking Darth Vader. <laughs> However, despite not knowing any specifics, I decided to have an asthma attack. In that moment, it didn't matter. I have zero idea of what it involved. I wanted to get out of the peanut gig more than the medical inaccuracies of what was about to happen. <laughs> I decided an asthma attack involved in an involuntary manic series of sneezes and most puzzlingly, puzzlingly, aggressive hiccups. My <laughs> attack 
<laughs> immediately began. I first let out a collection of sneezes, a few hiccups, and then practically with the back of my palm placed delicately on my forehead like a fainting Victorian lady, let out a moan. <laughs> Both Red Face and Baloo glanced at me and I immediately looked away and immediately looked away. So I upped the ante, firing off sneezes and hiccups in rapid succession and teeming them with an alarmed and distressed look. Baloo placed a kind, consoling hand on my leg and said warmly, Are you okay? I'm, I'm having an asthma attack, I choked, punctuating the ridiculous claim with a hiccup for good measure. <laughs> Are you sure? She said. <laughs> Even her levels of kindness had limits. I might as well have said I was suffering premenstrual tension or gout. It was so unconvincing. Yes, hick, I replied. I glanced at Redface. He was staring at me with narrowed eyes, slowly nodding his head left to right in disdain. He knew a terrible performance when he saw one. Boys, Baloo said in a stage whisper to the troop, we will carry on with a song with no mime. I then glanced to my left to be greeted by approximately 28 mini versions of Red's face disgusted expression <laughs> and Greg, the real asthmatic, looking particularly offended by my inaccurate performance. Baloo is my saviour. She even suggested the bonfire smoke had brought on the attack, to which I flourished with a few sneezes in earnest agreement. <laughs> then she immediately ceased to be my saviour. She made a monstrous suggestion that was almost equal to actually performing. She asked Redface to take me to a clearing in the woods to get some air. Redface, who then nearly fell off his log backwards with a giant eye roll, said with a sneer, Come on, Sneezy, let's get you some clean air. <laughs> I think we can all remember the awkwardness of being with a grown-up you didn't know well, let alone one that hates you for making smutty innuendo. <laughs> Those dad, my dad will drop you home after playing at someone's house moments when you would squeak directions and beg for the awkward ordeal to be over. But this paled in comparison to me, sat on the tree stump with a red face looming over me, arms folded and muttering in disgust every time I offered a poorly acted sneeze or hiccup. <laughs> I knew I had to keep the attack up for long enough to hear found a peanut, at least start in the distance, or I might have been dragged back to make a surprise entrance. Eventually, I let found a peanut play out in full before I petered off my attack and bravely announced to Redface, I think it's past. Oh, really? He spat with loaded sarcasm. A week or so later, a much younger kid I didn't know approached me in the playground and said, my dad is your cub, cub leader and I heard him telling my mum that you pretended to be ill to get out performing found a peanut. <laughs> I have a serious medical condition, I indignantly announced. The following year, in a strange twist of karma, I actually developed asthma, the real one, not the hiccupy fake one. I was in a caravan with my folks in Cornwall. A doctor was called. I was clutching my toy Kermit the Frog, thinking it was all over. But as I lay there, gasping for breath, all I could think was, oh, I really got that asthma attack thing wrong. <laughs> as I lay there, gasping for breath, sneezing and hiccups. <laughs> it's so great. I mean, there's such difficult things to fake, I think, hiccups and sneezes. Very difficult. And, Very. Um, and, and the, the bit <laughs> that is, you know, remains a mystery to me is why Red Face didn't see this terrible performance and think, Oh, we don't want him acting out the uh, actions of Founder Peanut anyway. Uh, yeah. If this is what his acting is mm, like, mm. well, Lee, uh, that was masterful. Lovely to hear from you. It really is. Um, please send us your stories of excruciating memories. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com.
Annabelle? Yes. Yeah, what did I do? I don't know, just something... I feel like you're keeping something from me. A secret? Yes. Nope. My jaw felt a bit um, tense, so I kind of stretched it a bit. And no, Definitely no hostility. I don't often do that, so it might have looked a bit weird. <laughs> it looked hostile. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I can imagine that. Well, I was kind of burying my teeth at you. No. Sorry, I apologise. That's all right. Um, another way in which you're not a fully functioning adult? I'm going to talk about my love of the artificial Christmas tree. Mm. I know I'm supposed to love a real one, and I have tried, I promise you, but I just can't do it. I'm from an artificial tree background, and with very little pretense that it's a real tree. Like, for many years, it was silver, and I loved that one. My parents now have got an electric one with built-in lights, and I feel more than the fact that they have a TV other remote. Other than the lights, is it, is it electric in any other way? What do you mean? Well, you said an electric one with built-in lights, and then yeah. I thought, what else does it do? Does it rotate? No, it's just does the, it, it's uh, the so lights. just the lights of the electric. It's electric. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, now you'd like talking about a real dream tea. Well, like, I didn't know if such a thing could, existed. It could, it could play songs. It could rotate. I love the yeah, idea yeah, it could yeah, rotate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean, I, it could walk around. Yes. Oh, my God, I'd love one Like of one of those vacuum cleaners. Yes. It could have a vacuum. I was going to say it could have a vacuum cleaner in the bottom to hoover up the pine needles, but there wouldn't need to be. No, no, because that's what's so good about them. Yeah. It could um, fold in on itself yeah. when it's time to put it away Yeah, through the electricity, like retract. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. You're not into that as much as the rotating, well, are you? No, because I, li- I like how it sort of presses in. You press it in, don't you? And then you like, yeah. So you but do- you wouldn't you'd take all you the effort yeah, of pressing. Yeah, I quite enjoy that a bit. Okay. Bit, so, yeah, you know. But yeah, more than the fact that they have a TV remote control each, I really feel that they're <laughs> living the dream with this electric tree. <laughs> However, my partner, Tom, he's from a real Christmas tree background. He loves a real tree. But for him, I tried for a few years. I hated it. Anything that involves me having to get the hoover out of the cupboard more than once a week is not welcome in my Mm. home. I don't understand why my hoover fits in there until it's time to put it back when it no longer fits anymore. Like, is everything in there holding its breath and then exhaling when the hoover leaves? (laughs) Do they all move into a comfier position? It's It's this big mystery in my life. But it's not just the needles dropping. I just don't like having a tree in my house. They don't belong there. It's like when you see old sofas and mattresses in someone's garden. (laughs) It's just wrong. It's as normal to have a tree inside your home as a river or a boulder. Do you remember that man on a phone-in we did years ago on the radio show? He was a tradesman and he'd been in someone's house who had a pond in their living room. Oh, yes. I always remember that. It's stuck in my head so much. Mm. And I feel that's as weird as a tree, really. The pond. I mean, I suppose a tree is a bit more removable. <laughs> but if you really think about trees, like if you really look at them and think about it, yes. like how they grow up so massively out of the ground, like what's going on? I've already said that I've learned that they can talk to each other and recognise people. You have said that, yes. I still haven't checked the details. No, you haven't done that. No. must do that. I also hate having to get rid of the real Christmas tree afterwards. Like this mm, actually is the worst mm. bit because you invite this tree into your home. You make a massive fuss of it. You're decorating it. You make it the centre of the whole Christmas present thing. And then when it's over, you dump it in the street at midnight and then you blank it every time you walk past before the council eventually pick it up. Oh, my God. It's like a career in radio. <laughs> <laughs> bear it the first time this happened to me like it probably this tree probably saw me as some kind of mother figure and it's been thrown out but then it sees me coming down the street and it's thinking oh she's come back for me i knew she would i never gave up hope she'll pick me up and take me back home and she'll decorate me again and love me again and what she's walking she's walking past she didn't even look at me what did i do wrong why 
come back. I'm sorry. I love you. Help. Probably like that goes through its head. As we know, they can talk <laughs> to each other and recognise people. And they have an inner monologue. Yes, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. The worst it gets within an artificial tree is that it's put back in that really cramped cupboard with over in or up in the attic. But that's quite fun for it. It gets to see another part of the house. And then when you get out again next year, the bit I really love is I love bending those branches back again, shaping it up. That for me is like, that for me is the real ritual of Christmas, bending those branches back. I love that bit. Because it's got all bent out of shape. Yeah, and it's just yeah, and you're trying impressed. to correct it. I love it. You can say, you can say this, that real trees are more eco-friendly. You can say that. I'm not sure that it's right, though. Is well, it? someone told me at the weekend that if you have an artificial tree for more than 10 years, that's actually better for the environment. I have not checked this fact, obviously, mm. but I'm holding on to it. Mm. Annoyingly, Tom is dead set on a real one. And he says that he's going to get one in a pot that you just keep alive outside for next year because that's like the real eco-friendly thing to do. I'm not a gardener, but I'm not sure how this works. And when I asked him about it, he got a bit te- he got a bit <laughs> he got a bit tetch and he said, "Well, I probably <laughs> I'll probably get a set of wheels for it." Which confused me even more. When I pressed for further information, he said it was just in case it was too heavy to lift and very much indicated the matter was closed, which just left me (laughs) even more confused. Which is not great. I'm going to get stuck with a real Christmas tree on wheels for the next 400 years or however long they live. (laughs) I just want a silver electric one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quick message to our Patreon supporters. This week... The Secret Barber is dropping. Yes. We recorded it after last week's podcast. I thought it was a great conversation. It's very interesting. I really enjoyed the company, albeit over the phone, of The Secret Barber. He was just wonderful. We answered as many as your questions as we could. Mm -hmm. It was a long conversation. I feel that he was so nice, but he was probably thinking... Uh, I, d- I didn't realise it was going to go on quite as long as this. <laughs> he didn't mention that it was too long. Because so I think he's just a good too, guy. Too but nice, that yeah. must have been what he was thinking. Um, so that should be with you within days. I've just got to figure out how to get the file up onto Patreon. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think the most recent newsletter... Either yes, is... I went out yesterday. Well, ah. no, two days ago, Monday. Monday. Can you just remind people people what that is? So the newsletter is all our favourite things of that month, things we've been doing, watching, seeing, tasting, riding on, playing with, looking at, smelling, mm. all these things. You've given it away that one of the things is a camel. <laughs> <with riding. laughs> yeah. Um, 
But actually, I'm I'm enjoying it because um, there was a few recommendations from you this month that I made a note of and thought, oh, I must watch that. So, ah. yes. Yes, the recommendations. TV recommendations and other recommendations. You get this monthly email. Mm-hmm. Um, and then The Secret Barber. This is where we ask somebody all your driftery questions to do with their particular field of expertise and the inter- interactions they have within it. Um, and we're still not quite at the end of the year. Mm. In fact, we're not even into December yet, are we? Mm-mm. So um, all of this is our gift to you to say thank you for continuing to support us at $2 and above. Um, and then we've got the whole tier system kicks back in in the new year. Mm-hmm. But if you do support us on Patreon, then thank you. If you don't, but you enjoy the podcast and um, you'd like to support us in that way, there's plenty of extra stuff that we've uh, that we've come up with recently. We've revamped it. Say thank you for sticking with us. It's patreon.com stroke adrift. But if you don't want to do that, it's fine. Always going to be free, this podcast, isn't it? Yeah, and you also, I think you you get to see all the past stuff as well, like the uh, the Partners podcast. Is that right? Yeah, I think you get to you get access to all the older stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I should double-check that before saying yeah, yeah, the... <laughs> the Snaresbrook Tour, <laughs> that was did a good you, one. Did you notice me distancing myself yes. from that just in case <laughs> yes. that's not the... Yeah. the, the well, yeah. have a look and see yeah, if you yeah, can. Yeah, I can't yeah, guarantee yeah. Tell it. us, tell yeah, us if yeah. that's the case. Yeah. Um, right, so that was that. I just wanted to mention it. Now... What else can I tell you about? So, uh, just a few, few dribs and drabs. We've got dribs and drabs here. Okay, okay. Uh, first one is I went to the British Library today mm. and they have bag scanners on the way in. Do you know one of the things I'm really great at in life mm. is having my bag ready to be scanned in such a way that they don't need to poke around inside of it? Oh, how do you do that? Just uh, just arrange it like wide open. Okay. Just get all the objects so you can just look into the bag, okay. see what's in there. Mm. I think I am the sort of person anybody working on a bag scanner thinks. Why can't more people mm. be like him? My bags are right old state. They must hate. Oh, me. it's awful when they having to rummage through. Yeah, yeah. Feels so invasive. Mm. They're probably scared of what they might touch. Do you feel that it's very cursory? It's a, it's a glance in the bag. Yes. Well, whenever I'm a bag search, I, I, I don't think I ever walk away thinking, well, he did a very thorough search then, no. she. Yeah. No. It's very, very quick glance. No. Mm. Um, don't search you on the way out, which I always find strange. Because oh, you might have stolen a map or a book or something. Magna Carta. Magna Carta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was that. I just wanted to boast about how good I am at preparing, how I think I'm a bag checker's dream. Mm. Next thing. I want to tell you about something that I really love. Hmm. I really love it if you see a business that's that's got a name in it. So I passed somewhere the other day, I think called Slim Jims, mm-hmm. and I saw somebody having the photograph taken outside of it and doing a thumbs up. And it's one of my favourite things to see uh, because it's either their name yeah, and it'll yeah, make a funny picture yeah, yeah. or it's their friend's yeah, name yeah, and they're going to yeah. send it to them. Yeah, it's lovely. Isn't yeah. that nice? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. More businesses should do that. It's very yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, I thought that's one of uh, if If you need a little bit of joy in your life, something to look out for, there, there's a source of joy mm. seeing people doing that. Mm-hmm. Next thing. They, oh. I told you these are only dribs and drabs. Yeah. They're not even quite thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I went in uh, to go to that 50th birthday party. I went into a shop with the intention of buying this friend of mine, I don't know, some kind of accessory, a hat or a scarf. Mm. Walked in, instantly realised, oh, they don't have any men's stuff in here. It's a women's clothes shop. Oh, okay. How long do you think I stayed in there? Oh, 
15 minutes. <laughs> Don't want to walk straight out again. Nope. It was pr- probably only two, but I did okay. pick up a few things, have a look, mm-hmm. look like I was having a think and then left again. You don't look like a fool just walking in and out. No, weird, yeah. I didn't want to do that walk like you forgot, walked into a room and forgotten something, walked straight mm-hmm. back out again. But, so so there was that. And then the, uh, the, the other thing I wanted to tell you about um, is I was feeling somewhat anxious this morning. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'm going to do a meditation. Nice. And I only had 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'll do a 10-minute meditation. So I typed into YouTube, 10-minute anxiety meditation and pressed either the first or the second one that came up. It starts, tells me to make sure that my head is at the same level as my feet. I can do that. I can have my palms facing upwards. All fine. Something I struggle with with meditations a little bit is I can't visualise things. Uh, a lot of it is visualisation, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, so I just have to do my version of visualising, which is think about a thing, mm. which I don't know if it works as well, but but that's that's what I was doing. So um, the meditation starts, and it's, it's, it's a bit annoying straight away because it's going, you are smart, you are brilliant. And... I have very mixed feelings about myself at the best of times. And also, I know that anybody could just be pressing play on that video. Won't necessarily be smart or brilliant. So how, yeah, I don't know that I am. Mm. I don't think that I am. Um, And I certainly don't think that everybody capable of pressing play on that video is. (laughs) They might, I'm sure they've got other great qualities. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then it gets this bit where it's like, um, okay, so you're surrounded by nature, you're in a beautiful area, there is a small bridge over a stream, you're going to cross that bridge. So I can't visualise any of this, but I'm thinking, okay, so nature, I've got a sense of that, uh, you cross the bridge. And then it says, there is a creature waiting there for you. Ooh. So I then think, oh, what creature? And I decide on a rabbit. Oh, nice. So... Again, I can't visualise, but I'm sort of thinking about a rabbit. Mm. And then she says, and there's a long time in in the meditation between her saying, there is a creature waiting for you, and what she's about to say next. She then goes, it is a panda. Oh. Don't do the, don't bait and switch (laughs) me like that. The old switcheroo. Like, if anything's going to take me out of my meditation, it's mm. feeling embarrassed because I thought of a rabbit oh. when I should have been thinking of a panda. There'll be someone, though, who thought of a panda and they're like, I just didn't think of a panda. Why did she say think of... Mm. Also, I don't know how docile pandas are. Can they be quite aggressive? I think they can. Yeah. I could have that wrong. Yeah, yeah. A rabbit would have been much nicer. And then at some point she said the panda smiles at you. No, he didn't. I think... <laughs> I don't know. If, I think maybe in like Kung Fu Panda or Sooty and Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know that Sooty and Sweet could change their facial expressions. Uh, no. I, how am I supposed to stay in this meditation? It's too distracting. Being told that I'm brilliant, smart, and that a panda is smiling at me <laughs> when I was thinking of a rabbit. So I emerged more anxious than I went oh, in. Okay, Annabelle, uh, we have a quandary here in Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic in Problematic. It is from... Did she say a non or not? <laughs> I don't think so. It's from Martine. I hope you can please help me with my quandary. Did you say I... Martine? Yes. 
I really hope the quandary is about not being invited to the Love Actually reunion. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not. Okay. Sorry. EastEnders reunion? No. I started work at a new place some months ago. To try and curry favour with my colleagues, I went out and I spent a small fortune on all kinds of chocolatey goods for me to take in for one of my first shifts. I thought this would be a lovely thing to do. Of course, that turned out to be very, very wrong. I proudly placed all of the goodies on a table and left a big note to say they are welcome to take some. What I didn't expect was for one of the older workers to say, oh, which arslickers brought this lot in? The <gasps> effing creeping twit, not twit. Sorry for the swearing. <sighs> I was dumbfounded and didn't want to be thought of as being a creep like that. I panicked and told my new colleagues that my uncle works at Cadbury's. <laughs> I don't have an uncle that works at Cadbury's at all. So I don't know what I was thinking when I said that. I don't even have an uncle. (laughs) The chocolates weren't even from Cadbury's. (laughs) This charade has gone on for months now with me regularly taking chocolatey treats in for colleagues. It's costing me a monstrous amount of money. And even then, and even (laughs) they're even starting to make requests because, well, it's free, isn't it? What on earth can I do to end this infernal nightmare? Please, I am begging you, help. Oh, the, the uncle's going to die, right? Well, well, I had a less dramatic. But, no, because then you like take a day off, compassionate. And he doesn't exist, so it's a, a, not. You know, bad. A, a day or at least half day to go to the funeral. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're not jinxing your real uncle because you haven't got one. Exactly. I mean, you could just say he's, he's been made redundant, changed jobs. Um, but the, what? What if they think to he's gone to a different chocolatier? <laughs> Uncles don't go travelling. Okay, it's a very sweeping statement. Uncles, uncles don't get trapped. They don't. Why oh can you say that? I'm saying uncles don't get trapped. Yeah, they don't. No. What about aunties? I don't believe so. I don't believe but so. You, I don't, you, know, you just thought about that as yeah. well. Do I don't know. I don't know. Let's, let's leave the aunties out of it. But okay. uh, have you ever heard of an uncle going travelling? I've heard of uncles going AWOL. <laughs> but I don't think it's the same as going travelling. If you're an uncle and you've been travelling, let us know. If you like, know since, an uncle since, since you've been, been an uncle. Yeah, si- yeah, since you've been an uncle, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. I think, you know, being an uncle confers on... You, you, you have to stay in one place once you're an uncle. <laughs> That's not true. Have you ever had an uncle go travelling? I personally... Not on holiday. Personally, Not no. on holiday. Personally, no. Because we all know what we mean by go travelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally, no. Not not taking the Trans-Siberian Railway. No. Not even interrailing around Europe. You mean backpacking around Asia? I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're doing what everyone does. Uh, the Thailand, Cambodia, yeah, yeah. then a bit of Australia. Mm-hmm. And they're gone for a year. Okay. Uncles don't do that. Okay. Fine. There might be the odd uncle who's been on an expedition. Okay. To climb a mountain. Or go to the inbox is going to be like a terrible mess this no, week not, with, the, with a hundred no. million uncles no. saying, "Well, I've been traveling." No, and then I'll be dismissing them out of hand because they'll just be lies. They'll be contrary people. Okay, just trying to disprove me. Well, then they have to they have to send photographs to prove documentation. <laughs> photographs aren't going to cut it. Oh yeah, but yeah, right. Unless they're time stamped and across the we need to see <laughs> across a whole year. We need to see a driver's license, your no. airline tickets, no. and photos. Here's what, here's what we need to see. Somebody on one of those um, banana boats in, like, Cambodia. 
Is, or, that, is that a typical travelling thing to or do? Or tubing. Don't people... I've heard they people... 18 go, to 30. Like. Don't, they, don't they like go down a river and then like, there are different stops where people are giving them alcohol? Isn't that part of travelling? Okay. Yeah. And then not long after that, you need to go to temple. That sounds good. Temple, obviously, yeah. Uh, and Uluru needs to be in there at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, you've done that thing where people go very high up on the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Mm-hmm. What else do people do when they're travelling? Fruit picking. What? Fruit picking, fruit picking. Yeah, yeah. Um, some car that you bought that was an old banger that you had some ex- exciting adventure on. Um, the uncle and some Norwegians that they've met. I need <laughs> okay. At least the – and also ticket stubs. Uh, photo stats of the inside of the passport with relevant stamps inside <laughs> Okay, well, be yeah. ready to be proved wrong. Yeah. Okay, well, I do think we kind of solved that. I think there's yeah. excellent options there. Dead. Death or not, not travelling, death. No, just, no. Okay, just yeah. one. No option. one will believe. If you say he's got travelling, people think, <laughs> hang on, she was just buying those Cadbury's chocolates. And if you say, but if you say dead, I think, you know, no one's right. going to question it. Okay, yeah. great. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you would like to support us on Patreon, get access to The Secret Barber, possibly some other stuff from the past, Maybe. but definitely stuff in the future. Yeah. Uh, it's patreon.com stroke adrift. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner or a story about your own social ineptitude, it's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And where is your woggle? Where is your woggle? Wouldn't you like to know? Come on, Sneezy, let's get some cleaner. Podication time. It's from Emily Wildbore, who says, Hi there, Jeff and Annabelle. Hi there. Hi there. I can start saying hi there. It's good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I like it a lot. Hi there. Hi there. Can I please request a podication for Shreya Shetty as soon as possible because I've been a terrible friend and I am now four months late. Oh. <sighs> Not good. Shreya turned 24 in July. It's been a long year without her. We both miss each other so much. And whenever we see each other, the hardest part is always having to say goodbye until the next time. Waking up every day with my best friend in the room next door was the most wonderful thing. And I wish we could still see each other every day. That's nice. It is. Remember, remember um, we addressed this at the parting, didn't we? I'm sorry. I th- this, this is a follow-up. This is a follow-up email. Okay. I, d- I distinctly remember yeah, yeah, yeah. this. Um, I say I distinctly remember it. Now I'm starting to panic that I'm... I was so sure, Annabelle, and and you've made me unsure. Well, my memory's worse than yours. So no, I my memory's fully, worse than yours. I fully trust in you. Uh, no, but that that is a ridiculous... Nobody should fully trust in me. I'm neither smart nor brilliant. 
Um, hang on a second. Just trying to log into the email. Just do my fingerprint. Let's have a look. I'm I'm sure I'm sure about this. I remember I remember I remember having this conversation. I mean, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. It, it did it did happen. This was uh, uh, Emily did Shreya's twenty third birthday. Do you remember? So it's a year and four months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they were yeah. So I remember this. They were moving a long way from each other. Like they were they were in each other's pockets. And then they were moving. There we go, three hundred uh, miles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, do yeah. remember this. I'm, re- I'm seeing it now. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to be honest. I think the reason it stuck in my mind um, was because they're doctors, Mm-mm. or maybe um, junior doctors. Yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, would it, would it be inappropriate of me to just? Uh, yeah, put some symptoms down in an email yeah. and <laughs> send them over. So that particularly stuck in your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I, you know, I did decide. Yes, it would be inappropriate. And uh, Emily and Shreya will say that I I never sent that email of symptoms. Good, good. For it's you. in my drafts. <laughs> okay, okay. That's yeah. this is why it's yeah particularly yeah. sticking for you. But yes. now, but now I have I have glanced over the previous one. It it comes back to me. It does. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. Jogs I just memory, I need a jog. That's all. Yeah. Um, or she could still see each other. So, isn't that interesting that the, the, you're a year on, mm. and the the, like the uh, intense friendship, the beauty of that friendship, it still burns bright. That's lovely. Time and distance have done nothing to extinguish that for you. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't vouch for Shreya. <laughs> I can't. No, no, you can't. But we'll, but I'm we'll imagining assume, it's, uh, it's requited. It's been a long year as our first year as junior doctors, but Shreya is one of the most compassionate and dedicated people I've ever met. And although she doubts herself all the time, I have no doubt that she is amazing every day, even when she thinks she's not. I, th- I think that too of Shreya. Mm-mm. She's got an instinct. Yeah, you can just tell. My instincts are good on people. Mm-hmm. You're, you're less discerning, but... Mm. You don't like me today. You've been giving, you've been I'm looking not get, daggers not, at me. I'm not getting into whether I'm discerning or not. Um, you probably have too many examples of when I, I haven't been discerning. I just say these things. <laughs> I don't have thought behind them and just blurt things out for a reaction. I thought, I thought you meant it. No. Okay. I'm trying to think. You did, you did say to me recently you'd like a new friend. Mm-hmm. What's that got to do with me being discerning? And then my, you my, went my, to my it. old ones. No, 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 no. Here's what I think. Mm. Here's what I think. You went to what? Oh, please don't. Okay, I won't. <laughs> I won't. Okay, all right. So I'm nice. Yeah, you are. That was nice. Normally, I would carry on with that, but I'm I, I, I'm so terrified of you tonight. <laughs> Stop it! Filthy it's looks so that you're fine. giving me. I don't need any filthy looks. Um, I'm not sure where she's at with the podcast. Mm. <laughs> that's that stuff about uh, Shreya being amazing every day. I'm I'm not so sure now, <laughs> and sure, I only sure mean she... not sure. Why are they be... talking about it? Yeah, what else yeah, are you talking about? Yeah, weird. Uh, but I did introduce her to Firecrotch and Normcore, oh. which she did her classic of listening to all at once and then wishing she'd saved it. This was the uh, Succession podcast. She's a binger. She is a binger, which will definitely be back for the new series. Sarah wants to do a rewatch of series one and two. I'm not sure I have it in me. 
I do. I would rewatch the series. I mean, I don't know if I have it in me to do uh, 20 episodes of a podcast oh, between now and the yeah, 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 new yeah, series coming yeah, out. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. Uh, a prime example of where I'm Mark and she would be Jeremy. Um, I'd have saved it for your own good. Uh, so she um, may get this as a 25th birthday message, but I did try. Once again, any advice about turning 24 and four months would be greatly appreciated. Oh, that's a good one. So let me uh, let me do the, the sums here. So 73 plus 24 is 97. April to May, June, July, August, August, ni- August 97. What was I doing? You know, it could be different for you because you're younger than I am, Anna, but you'll have to do your own calculation. I think I was teaching English in when I was that age. I was, uh, me and Pete were having our halcyon days on local radio in Manchester. It was all happening. Here's, here's what I'd say to you. Mm. Yeah, with the benefit of hindsight. Mm. Uh, don't develop an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Good advice. And um, look after your mental health. Excellent advice. I'm not just quite sure that really sums up the 24-year-old experience, though, does it? Well, everyone's different. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did the cabbage soup diet that year as well, which didn't go well for me. Oh, God. It's got very lively of bowel. Oh, more more so than normal. More so than normal, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, Shrey. I mean, I, I just think none of it matters. Not in your professional life. Then, then it's, you know, it's it matters gravely. Mm, especially with your job. That's what I mean. I don't mean anybody's. I mean, you know, you, you've uh, made a rod for your own back with that one, haven't you? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of, generally, if you're 24 and four months, don't worry about it. Being a doctor, you got to you got to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want a malpractice suit on your on your hands, do you? You do not. Um, but a mistake you made probably doesn't matter outside of the professional realm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing you're worrying about in the future is going to sort itself out. Yep. This is this is what I think. Now, if you're my age, I wouldn't be giving you that advice. Don't I'd be giving you quite the same advice at 35, but this is this is how I feel about 24. Are you with me? I think definitely. Anything think, to add? I think have yourself a nice time because like 24 is ages ago and I still feel young and it's still ages ago. So enjoy it. Yeah. But don't take it too seriously apart from your job. Yeah, yeah, take take that <laughs> take that seriously. Where are we to give advice? <laughs> what you so you mean like the stuff about Taking it seriously, the doctor might be wrong. No, 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 no. Obviously not. Obviously not. Um, so happy birthday. It's just that everyone's different. Everyone's got different goals. Like she might be one of these people who wants to have certain things done by a certain age. And, and it's to, I you, wasn't can, like that. Can you think of anyone at 24 that you wouldn't give this? A, if, you, if you go oh, back and think about anybody you knew when you were 24 who's the same age as you or anybody, any subsequent 24 year old you've encountered is it i can't think of anybody i would give different advice to them i would say don't plan to do things by a certain age that's idiotic apart from when it comes to having a baby if you want one <laughs> then then if you're a woman i really would do that by a certain age but she's uh, 24 think, plenty of time plenty and also time. you know if, if that is part of uh the plan Shreya's plan yeah. i feel like she's she's abreast of uh 
that that side of things, you yep. know, the the medical side of things. Mm-hmm. She's she's going to be fine. Yep. Yeah. I think she's a woman of science. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So happy birthday, Shreya Shre- Sorry, Shreya Shet. I'm really struggling with the sh in the mm. fir- in the first name and the sh in the second. Happy belated birthday. Happy four, belated four birthday months, to four months ago. S Shetty <laughs> Shreya. That is. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss you. We're in the voice of Emily now, not me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back to Emily, and uh, and spend so much time looking forward to when I will next see you. I'm so proud of you, and I know you will continue to be an amazing person for the next eight months until 25. Who knows what will ha- happen after that? Yeah, you need to start getting your priorities straight. <laughs> uh, Shreya, happy belated birthday from Emily. Your, your friendship is a lovely thing. I think I re- remember saying that last time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's this whole business about whether you listen to the podcast or not. That, that is tainting things a little no, for me. But um, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters mm-hmm. what Emily thinks and mm-hmm. she adores you. But wouldn't it be nice to have me adore you as well? <laughs> very, very easily done. I'm very easily bought my affections. Um, happy belated birthday, Shreya. And if you would like a podication, it's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.